You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Bible Plus. I'm very excited to dive into Acts 16 with y'all today. It's really an excellent chapter, and there's a lot here for us to see in the Word and to apply to our daily lives. So just as a background, Acts 15 ends with Paul going out and bringing Silas on his second ministry journey. And we'll see in this chapter that the Lord is able to take a major step in his move for the spreading of his kingdom. That is, the gospel is brought to the continent of Europe. So this was a major step in the Lord's move. The gospel was brought to the continent of Europe in this chapter. And verses 6 through 7 really give us a window into how the Lord was able to take such a step. Uh, And they say, and talking about Paul and Silas, and they passed through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they came to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, yet the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Now, if you picked up on these two divine titles used for the Spirit in these verses, don't worry because we'll come back to them. But I was very impressed how these verses show the intimacy and the real living touch that Paul had with the Lord as the Spirit in his spirit. He began to go left and the Holy Spirit forbid him. Then he tried to go right and the Spirit of Jesus did not allow him. So these verses demonstrate Paul's sensitivity to the Spirit. Even In 2 Corinthians 2, Paul says that a door was opened to him in the Lord, but he had no rest in his spirit. He had no rest in his spirit. And in both instances, the Holy Spirit was not forbidding uh, him to do something sinful. He was doing something that was right and was according to the Bible. But Paul was so exercised to be one with the Lord in his spirit, even in his ministry. And this allowed the Lord to make such a major step into the content of Europe. Because Paul was really living out John 15. He was just a branch abiding in the vine. He was just a branch abiding in the vine. And certainly, this resulted in a fruitful ministry. What about us? Well, the Lord is certainly moving today. Even here in Austin on the UT campus, the Lord is definitely, definitely still moving. But He needs man to be sensitive to Him as the Spirit in our spirit. Just like here, the Lord needed Paul, one who was so sensitive to the Lord 
in Paul's spirit so that the Lord could make this major step to go bring the gospel into Europe. Even today, he, uh, more than he needs people who are stirred up to do something for God, he needs men uh, and women, brothers and sisters. He needs people who are sensitive to him in their spirit. So I'm sure a lot of us are very hopeful that we could be fruit-bearing branches. And for this, we really need a continuing and abiding contact with God in our spirit. Isn't that wonderful? Do we want to bear fruit? Yes, we definitely want to bear fruit. For this, we need a continuing and abiding contact with God in our spirit. Then what is carried out is not just of a, mo- a move of man trying to do something for God, but it is God moving in man and through man. Hallelujah. This is what we want to be a part of. We want to be a part of God's moving in man and through man. Now, the second thing I want us to get really divinely excited about from this chapter is a principle that we see with two people uh, or two groups of people, the two groups of people who are brought to the Lord in this chapter. So in verse 16, verse 14 rather, uh, we can see that there's a woman named Lydia and the verse says that her heart was open to give heed to the things being spoken by Paul. Then in verse 15, she is baptized, she and her whole household. So this is the first family saved in this chapter. Then in verse 30, we have the jailer who asks how he can be saved. Then in verse 31, Paul says, believe, believe, uh, believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. You and your whole household, you and your whole household. Um. And verse 33 shows us that the jailer and all his household were baptized. Brothers and sisters, this is a great encouragement to us, especially, well, as it relates to our families. This is a great encouragement to us. God loves to save households. He was not just after Lydia, and he was not just after the jailer, but after their households. This is the principle that we can see from this chapter. God's unit of salvation is the household. And there are many other verses that show this. These are just from Acts 16. But again, God loves, he loves to save households, not just us individually. This is a real encouragement even to me. I would say especially to me. When we pray, when I pray, when we pray, when we pray with the other saints for our family members, we can remind the Lord, Lord, you saved me, but you are not just after me. You want to save my whole family to the uttermost. Lord, I pray you would do what you love to do and save my whole household. (laughs) Praise the Lord for this principle of household salvation. Now, just to conclude, I want to focus on this title, The Spirit of Jesus. Unfortunately, this is not the setting for us to get into why it's the Holy Spirit who is forbidding and why the Spirit of Jesus is not allowing. But that is another interesting point 
from this chapter, but for another time. Now, in verse 7 is where we have this title, the Spirit of Jesus. And what does this mean? Well, Jesus is the incarnated Savior who, as a man, passed through human living and death on the cross. So this title indicates that in the Spirit of Jesus, there is not only, not only the divine element of God, but also also the human element of Jesus, as well as his human living and his suffering of death. This is all in the spirit of Jesus. So for the apostles' ministry, this was a ministry full of suffering, as occurs especially later in this chapter, and was carried out by human beings and for human beings. So what did they need? They needed this all-inclusive spirit of Jesus, the one who lived a perfect human life and who suffered for all of his life. And on our side, we need the spirit of Jesus. We don't just need only the divine element, but also the human element of Jesus as a man with his human living and his suffering of death. Hallelujah. There is also this in the spirit. When we are with our roommates, our family, our teachers, our classmates, we can exercise to enjoy the spirit of Jesus that his humanity would be lived out. We would express this, the humanity of this wonderful person to others. And even in situations of suffering, however great or small they may be, maybe you have four tests, three projects, and a presentation that are all due Thursday. Well, there is the all-inclusive spirit of Jesus ready to meet all the needs of your soul. Or maybe there's just a class that you do not like. Brothers and sisters, we can call on the Lord, enjoy the spirit of Jesus that does not only have the divine element of God, but also the human element of Jesus with his human living and his suffering of death. So, brothers and sisters, may we all be like Paul, who experienced the Spirit of Jesus meeting his every need, and may the Lord day by day increase our oneness with him in our spirit. And Lord, bring full salvation to every person in my family and the families of every person who listens to this podcast. Amen.